0: This is the Moira Pentecostal Church Podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. New content will be available every week throughout 2015. We hope you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. As we prepare, Father... We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that when we turn to your word, miraculously, somehow, the anointing comes and rests upon it. And as it is imparted into our inner being it becomes bread it is uh, bone it is flesh it is substance to us and we pray in the name of jesus as we open up your word this morning that we will hear from heaven father we ask that you would cause that illumination and that understanding that only the Holy Spirit can bring so impart truth to us and may we be changed to be more like you in our ways and our character and our lifestyle for your honour and your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I know David mentioned uh, about our change uh, of role and uh, if you don't already know, uh, Miriam and I spent 22 years in a church uh, pastoring and growing that work like pastor david Uh, but the previous two years I'd begun to feel that my season of ministry there was coming to an end I felt that I'd taken it as far as God wanted me to take that and and I was actually carrying some frustrations asking God what was next and what did he want me to do and uh, uh, over that two-year period I felt God preparing me and getting me ready uh, for a change. And uh, what actually happened was that I'd been in ministry relationship with a particular fellowship in London, uh, the Harrow International Christian Centre. I'd been speaking into the life of that church ever since I was a young man. And uh, the senior minister there was an exceptionally close friend to me. You've probably heard of David Carr. Well, uh, Michael Carr is his older brother. And this church was pastored by Michael. And he and I were like this. And uh, he saw me as one of his sons. And he was absolutely sure that uh, God was saying to him that I was the man to come in and take that work to the next level. And, well, you know, I would need to be convinced about that, Michael. Myself, I needed to know that was God. So over a two-year period, we sought the Lord. There were many hurdles and things to overcome. Uh, for example, I'm a, an Elim credentialed guy. Uh, this is not an Elim church. So there were some complications that we had to resolve and issues around that uh, and how would we operate, etc. And uh, But eventually, uh, I, in the, at the end of the first year, I actually said no. I, I turned that down and, and sought to resettle but it would not go away you know it was just like burning in me and it was rising all the time and I just knew over that next year the Lord was saying yes and I one day received an email from Michael just saying look I I can't get rid of this I'm absolutely sure God is in this Uh, and he sent a request so I felt that that was right then, so I accepted that. So I then had the job of mounting a pulpit and making the most difficult announcement that I've ever made in my life, in church life, to say I was gone. And great to have paul my colleague with me here who is part of that fellowship remains part of that fellowship it's lovely for paul and i to travel again together because we've been apart in ministry wise for the last few months as as i'm now based in london and uh, so it's great to have paul i wonder if you'd like to just thank paul just turn around and give him a great wave he's up there listen. great man a, a, exceptional man you know a, a great servant and has loved me and walked with me right at my side through so many things in life and ministry and uh, so w- we made that announcement it was the most weepy service i've ever been in my life uh, and uh, i don't know how we got through it paul but we did but there we go and so we have made the move i took a month off to relax And uh, prepare and uh, finished at the end of May uh, in Gateway and then began in July in Harrow. And I've got to say, we are seeing a move of God already. Uh, and uh, things are really moving in a wonderful direction. It's a beautiful fellowship. It's about 500 strong. It's in a 3.5 million pound complex, three stories with a lift if you need it, and, and uh, it's just tremendous people, very mature work, and uh, it's a great honour and a privilege. So I, I would suspect, I would suspect, Dave, that'll be my, you know, my long haul run in uh, to the end, and uh, so it's. Great honor to be serving Jesus in that place. Very different. There's 40 different nationalities. Uh, Where I've come from was a predominantly white church. Here, you know, there's the odd white person dotted around (laughs) me being one of them. (laughs) And uh, it's just uh, adjusting to different cultures and approaches. And uh, so I'm on a learning curve right now, uh, but enjoying every moment. The temperature, the spiritual temperature, the climate is seriously high. uh, And uh, a wonderful opportunity to serve God in that place. We're just down the road from one of the largest mosques in the UK. Praise God. Uh, <laughs> and so that, that challenge is right up my street and uh, just enjoying serving Jesus where. So pray for us. Um, at the moment I'm not living there so I we travel over early on a Sunday morning. We do a very long days. I do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in London then go back uh, so that Miriam can be around the children and the grandchildren. Do all my study and prep at home, and then back in the motor again. And uh, to be honest with you, I thrive on things like that. You know, I've got more energy than people can cope with, uh, and uh, uh, and I never tire. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So let's get stuck into the word. Value your prayers and your encouragement. Amen. Uh, last night I began to preach about being a follower of Jesus, a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, becoming a real follower of Jesus and And let me just remind you of some of the points that I shared. It's a simple message. You'll have heard it all before. But as David and I were saying, sometimes retracing, sometimes going over things that uh, are so foundational have have a, a great importance for us. So let me remind you, I said becoming a follower of Jesus involves a definite call to repentance. Listen, without true repentance, we cannot come to Christ. We cannot be born again. And that is just more than feeling sorry for ourselves. It's even more than recognizing Recognising that we have sinned against God and our fellow man, it involves a definite change of mind. In fact, I added another dimension last night when I said it actually involves a transformation of spirit because in the natural, we are unrepentant. In the natural, we are strong. We are strong. We are egocentric. We are full of self and the flesh. It is not a natural thing for us to repent in the way that the Bible teaches us. And so it's more than just a change of mind. It's an actual transformation of spirit because we are called to walk in repentance, not just begin with that, but to continue walking with God in the spirit of repentance. So it involves that. And it's also a beginning of a new way of living. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and tell them God has called you to a new life. And then becoming a follower of Jesus involves a definite call to a new life. The early disciples left everything behind. Amen? They left everything. We were recognizing that in our generation, it isn't necessarily that everybody's going to have to give up their job and and move into some different place, uh, as we've heard others have done in the life of this fellowship. But what we must be, we must be in a place where we are willing to surrender absolutely every thing we have to follow Jesus, whatever the cost. And I think that's where one of our problems is in this generation. We almost want God to bless our lives rather than we surrender to his complete ownership. And I think the moment that we recognize that Our life is hidden with Christ in God, yes. But actually, I cease to belong to myself. That my life actually is truly surrendered. For years, we've used the terminology, have you given your life to Jesus? We say yes. And what we refer to is we made a prayer of commitment. But what we really need to do is actually, Lord, here is my life. I cease to own myself. I cease to own my time time i cease to own my finance i cease to own whatever you've blessed me with it all belongs to you i'm simply stewarding and holding wisely what you've given to me so when we talk about giving our lives to jesus we actually mean we give our whole self to the lord jesus christ amen and so it's thirdly becoming a follower of jesus involves a definite call of faith it is impossible to respond to the call of God without moving in faith what does that mean well it means that we take God at his word we believe we confess what he has done and what he has said and we live by the word without that it is impossible to experience the eternal God As we came to the end of the message last night, I recognize we said we couldn't physically go and watch Jesus begin his miraculous ministry as he challenged men and women to leave behind life without God and begin to follow him in the way. But we can, this morning, operate in faith. And we can receive impartation in our hearts and minds as we allow the eternal to touch our lives. So let's pick up the story. I want to take you to Luke's Gospel, chapter 5. <coughs> Luke's Gospel, chapter 5. And look at verse 12. It's nice to hear the rustle of pages in church, isn't it? Rather than just in the click of an iPad. <laughs> I love to see people still carrying the book. You know, it means a lot to me, that. So here it is, Luke chapter 5, verse 12. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I'm willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to, alone, to lonely places and prayed." Several factors play a part in the receiving of this miracle and his transforming of this man's life. Firstly, the man knew that his. His condition was hopeless without the intervention of the Lord. Amen. I'm sure many of us have been in those situations. The situation was hopeless without the intervention of the Lord. This man was covered by leprosy. There are two types of leprosy, apparently. One is like a bad skin disease, which is less serious, but the other one starts with a spot on your body. It increases and eats away at the flesh until eventually parts of the body begin to fall off it literally was a living death experience not only was it a difficult experience for them but in that day these people were despised and rejected they went uh, shouting unclean don't come near me don't come near me because of their sickness It was a horrible spiritual thing, and very often when we go to the scriptures, most of the time when we read of leprosy, it's actually a spiritual image of our condition, every person's condition, until we come to the Lord Jesus Christ and receive saving, his saving grace. And so this was what was going on for the leper it meant isolation separation from the community and the family where they were meant to belong and be at home basically once that was diagnosed they were waiting to die that disease caused trouble in the heart and mind as well because mental torment was a common problem for the leper the psychological consequences were as serious as the physical and until we receive the mercy and the grace of God and allow God to minister and save us until we come to that place the Bible says that we are like the leper isolated and far away from the family that we are meant to be part of. But for this man, it was about to change. Amen? Amen. And this man knew then his condition was hopeless without the intervention of God. Secondly, this man knew who to turn to and how to turn to Jesus. That's a tremendously significant thing, isn't it? Not that we don't that we just turn to Christ but that we know how to turn to Christ and I love the approach that this man brings because you see in the context in the age in which he was living I want to tell you this man broke all the religious rules hallelujah I love that you say yes we could see you would i love that i love the 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 strength uh, uh, of his character i love the seriousness of his spirit i love the determination in his heart to press through and overcome every barrier and hindrance and obstacle to get himself right to the feet of jesus and that's what it's all about that's the message here the message isn't so much about the fact that god was going to touch him and restore him and heal him actually the message is is there it's there this man was willing to do anything to come to the feet of jesus and that was what it was all about. God said to me, that's it, son. That's what I need to see in this day and age. That's where I need my people to be. My people, so they are so serious. No matter of religious background, but no matter of isolation, no matter of uh, our self-consciousness, no matter of how we feel, what will people think? What will people say? I've been despised. I've been rejected. I've been isolated. I've been away from everybody. I can't go to the place where I want to be. I can't and go to the place where we need to be. But something happened that stirred faith in the heart of that man that day and as you sit and listen to this message there might be something inside you that says yeah pastor you know I just found I've not been able to be myself for so many years I come into the house of the Lord and I'm just not getting that breakthrough and I look at other people and they seem to encounter God and and it just all seems to happen for them but if I'm honest I, I just feel so far away I've I've just been in a distant place for such a long time if I'm honest if you were able to evaluate and see my spiritual life pastor you would say I'm probably backslidden I'm just far away and that was where this man was he was far away outside the community of God's people but something was about to change and it all changed because this man knew he needed Jesus he knew who to turn to but he also knew how to come to him so he should have never come close to the Lord he should have never been allowed to come into that place because of his condition his condition had placed constraints and confinements around him. Maybe. There are some things that have happened to you that have placed constraints and confinements around you. It might even have been your experience in church life. It might have even been the way you've been treated by another brother or a sister. It might be because you've been involved in ministry and somebody let you down and failed you. And You, you would have loved to have been able to say you've been serving the Lord for 36 years, but on your journey something went wrong and, and just cut in and, and robbed you of that. And right now you feel rejected and rejected. This man had to break through rejection. An awful lot of people spend hours and hours receiving ministry over things like rejection and hurt and pain. And I want to tell you, there is only one place to come to where you'll find that to be healed completely, and that's at the feet of Jesus. All the counseling in the world, all the time that somebody else would be willing to spend with you, but if you come to the feet of Jesus, you'll find there is healing there and there let friends there'll always be some reason why you shouldn't press through there will be something stopping you some question some doubt some fear something but he knew he needed to come to the feet of jesus now understand this this man perhaps had been watching from a distance and we don't have time to go into it but if we went to it and picked up the story of uh, from the passage we were reading last night you'll find it goes in to that passage of scripture that says and wherever jesus went he healed many from many diseases and many sicknesses and people were de- delivered from demonic powers and spirits so they had been watching and maybe the lepers had been coming as close as they dare and uh, maybe there'd be a, a crowd in front of them they couldn't quite see everything that was going on their their, their vision was clouded they were limited in what they could perceive and see but they began to hear they began to hear about what jesus was doing so they knew that he was the healer coming back to our story imagine the scene the crowds are already there they're jostling and the pushing and pressing in just to get near to Jesus. They were bringing the sick and he healed them. And watching from a distance was this man. And in his mind, he was troubled, troubled by his thought life, troubled by his imaginations, troubled by things that would rob him of freedom and liberty. And that one word kept coming in. Can't. You can't. He can't. His mind was telling him he's excluded. His mind was telling him he was guilty, his mind was telling him he was full of shame. In your condition, you need to be isolated. He almost reached the point where he despised, despised himself. But then in a moment of faith, he overcame. And suddenly, there he was in the crowd. Let me tell you, I don't think he walked. I think he ran imagine it and there would have been others there with the same condition and then suddenly there was an injection of faith and expectation that enabled him to overcome every hindrance and barrier and he shut off and suddenly was right there near jesus as close as he possibly could be there were several things that we notice about this man that make this right firstly his heart was right because when he saw Jesus like the man we were looking at yesterday Peter he fell with his face to the ground the moment he saw Jesus isn't that true for us the moment that we see Jesus not with the physical eye but the moment we see who he really is our spiritual eyes are open so we see great faith with reverence here Not bombastic arrogance that somehow thinks it can command God to perform miracles, but reverent faith, real faith, a humble heart, humble spirit, an attitude of heart that moves the hand of God. His heart was right. Secondly, his his cry, his call was right. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me whole. He knew Jesus could do it. And Jesus then touched the untouchable. Isn't that incredible? Nobody else would touch him. What an image. What a spiritual image. Nobody else would reach out and touch the man. But Jesus touched him. Elsewhere it says Jesus moved with compassion. I love that. That tenderness and that intimacy and that pity and yet strength to do something about it. How wonderful. So thirdly, this... Jesus was willing to make this man whole. Everyone shrunk back, but not Jesus. He said, I'm willing. Be clean. And immediately, the leprosy left him. When I was writing this message, that beautiful song came into my mind. I wish I could sing it. But I'll tell you it. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord your healer. I sent my word. And healed your disease I am the Lord your healer he's still saving and still healing today is it just a view or is our faith at the point where we really follow through with Jesus and press through until we receive his divine touch And then fourthly, the miracle that Jesus brings, a a similar point to what I shared last night, leads to his demands. The moment this man was touched and healed, Jesus commanded him. He gave him a command. And it would be the opposite of what we would expect. You would think, go and tell everybody. But Jesus wasn't ready yet to reveal himself and who he was. So he said, don't tell you one but instead go and show yourself to the priest and pay the sacrificial price that's interesting isn't it pay the sacrificial price we heard about sacrifice today we talked about sacrifice last night when i opened and bed, my heart of where me and i are right now and that's not always easy to do but jesus said go and do what i've called you to do that was significant wasn't it really, really was. I think it's also telling us that we don't dispense with the laws of the day and the requirements of the day unless they call us to compromise the word. And here's a little moment of, of caution. Neither do we discard the good health care and the things that people can provide for us. We need wisdom in these areas. God uses both miracles and medical but sadly looking at this day a lot of the popularity that jesus experienced because, was because people wanted to get something from him and you've heard me speak on that i even mentioned it last night that is there not an, like an easy believism around right now where people are coming and they're actually only coming because they really want to get something to improve their life but here we don't see that we see such a desperation in his heart he wants to come in the right way, and he comes right to the feet of Jesus. He's restored, becomes a son, and becomes a servant immediately as he obeys the Lord. Let me just move on, Paul, past some passages that have got there. Jesus has already done everything necessary for us to come to him and receive the gift of eternal life and healing in heart and mind and even a physical miracle today. My question is, will we come back and thank him? Will we come back to the feet of Jesus? And I want to take you to a wonderful passage of scripture as we move to a close, Luke 17. Another occasion when Jesus ministered to the lepers, linking it with our story luke 17 and verse 11. are you with me now on his way to jerusalem jesus traveled along the border between samaria and galilee and as he was going into a village ten men who had leprosy met him they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Here's another image of someone calling from the distant place right where they were that Jesus might hear. And it says, when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Same command, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed we asked the question i wonder at point at what point did the miracle happen uh, i love asking that type of question was it when they were so far down the road was it immediately the moment they set off it, all it says is when they went so they were obeying the command of the lord and as they went their healing came through one of them when he saw he was healed came back Praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet. There it is. Every one of these passages that I've read in this message is... Peter came to the feet of Jesus. The leper came to the feet of Jesus. And this man in our story, when he returns, the one who returns, came to the feet of Jesus. He threw himself at jesus feet and thanked him and he was a samaritan jesus asked the question were not all ten cleansed where are the other nine was no one found to return and give praise to god except this foreigner then he said to him rise and go your faith has made you whole don't you just love the bible stories and the way that it puts the message across friend the greatest reason for your life is to come to the feet of jesus and experience god the greatest reason for your life is to obey his command immediately not when you are so far down the road immediately and begin to obey the word of the lord he calls in love he calls us to press through every hindrance and you know as we sit in this congregation your sickness may not be visible it might be in your heart it might be in your mind it might be that nobody else knows what you're going through it could be that you are suffering some type of torment in your spirit whatever it might be God knows but you know in your heart actually you need a moment of coming to the feet of Jesus Where are the other nine? Where is the one? Were not all nine healed? I wonder this morning, as we sit in this beautiful building at this 36-year celebration, I wonder where you are with the Lord. In a distant place, close and the call for us this morning is that we can press through and we could come right to the feet of Jesus there will always be a reason why we can't quite break through there will always be something that will distract you you will legitimize that I'm speaking prophetically now over someone You will legitimize your excuses for not being where you know God wants you to be. And this morning, God would say to you, as you come to my feet, you will hear my commands in a fresh way. Obey. And as you obey, the Lord says, I will deal and sort out your house and your life but the first step for you is to run to my feet as you run to my feet so you'll hear the voice of God and you will know clearly his command this is the way walk this way you've been so distracted by so many things that have crowded in on you you almost would say I have to keep doing this otherwise my life will collapse And I believe God would say to you, no, if you keep doing this, that's what will cause your life to collapse. But as you come to the feet of Jesus and hear his command and obey, God says, I will establish you. I release you from every stress, anxiety, and the pain in your heart and restore and heal you. For you, you've been in a distant place. But your calling, the master says, I've heard the call. This man knew how to come to Jesus. He came to the feet. Hallelujah. Maybe this morning, each one of us, including me, we simply need to come again to the feet of Jesus in worship, in adoration, in recognition. Hallelujah. Hallelujah coming right home there's been maybe like a something that has been in your heart, in your mind, upon you that has been like a, a leprosy eating away eating a destroying but God says as you come to my feet you'll hear my voice my command will be clear and I will establish you and heal your home says the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Where are the other ten? I wonder if I would have been the one or would I have been in the nine or just rushed off to carry on life. When I was sitting here earlier, that beautiful song came in my spirit. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. Hallelujah. And I felt God say to me, Paul, this morning, son, I want this to be a real intimate moment for the family. Moira ask them to come to my feet hallelujah maybe it'd be beautiful if we could just with the keyboard just with the keyboard sing this beautiful song as the deer do you know I don't think we need it on the screen do we so that you don't need to be distracted by that Mm. As the deer, pants for the water. Don't do any habitual statements. Don't respond how you would normally respond. Let it be different. And let God begin to minister to you, come upon your heart. Oh, my friend. Father, thank you for the intimacy of your anointing this morning. The closeness of Jesus. Lord, we come and we sit at your feet in adoration. Thank you for your divine touch. Through your divine touch, Lord, you make us whole you are willing and we receive by faith we come lord not with bombastic arrogance but with humility of spirit and lord we ask that you would touch us in our inner being Let every person troubled in mind someone gripped by fear lord let your healing come. Someone far away from you just been watching and looking in thinking everybody else seems to receive. Lord, come right near. Hallelujah. And draw them close to you. forgive us Lord when we have followed from a distance and let us follow close to you in obedience to your commands for you Lord are my strength my shield to just reach out your hand to somebody near you? Pray this prayer of faith with me. In the name of Jesus. Say it out loud with me, church. In the name of Jesus. I declare the peace of God upon you. May his eternal life, that eternal spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, quicken your mortal body and give you life. Press through this morning. Come close to the feet of Jesus. Offer up your whole heart, your whole life. Give your life in surrender to him. May you walk in newness of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, we want to be real and true disciples of the living God. Lord, may we be those who truly follow you and serve you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can also watch the Sermon of the Month video at youtube.com forward slash Moira Pentecostal or download the sermon video through our iTunes video podcast. For more information, visit us at www.mpc.org.uk